It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast betting update for the Bass Pro Shops night race at Bristol Motor Speedway, the last great Coliseum. Uh, practice and qualifying uh, have been completed. Christopher Bell been working that pole harder than some of them girls down on Bourbon Street. And let me tell you, the odds are slowly trickling out, but we do have some from DraftKings, from Bet Rivers, aka Camby, and Caesars. And we're going to be talking about some of these outrights that have dropped, possibly some bets that have already been made. Um, and uh, other than that, I guess maybe uh, how Dale Tanhart feels about watching Dale Jr. run at Bristol and then his leg caught on fire. How do you feel? Yeah. Well, um, I was just a nervous wreck the whole time. Like it felt, it, it was just, it, it just felt magical seeing him compete the way he did because just didn't expect it. Didn't expect him to be as good as he was. And it was just so awesome watching him compete for a win when he, I mean, he legitimately had a shot to win that race. Um, I hate that he got like burned. What a weird thing to happen, like burned through the fire suit. But it would have been like a million times worse if he had like run away with the lead with like 30 to go. And then that happened. I mean, it would have been heartbreaking. I'm glad that the issue happened when it's it seemed like his chances of winning were slipping away when uh, he kind of he got caught behind Nemechek and Custer like fourth place. But, you know, regardless, I hate that that happened. But, man, I enjoyed that race so much. Justin Allgaier saved me from a bad betting night and. The Xfinity series continues to be the most the most amazing form of stock car racing in the world. Um, undisputed. So great race. Happy for Justin Allgaier getting it done for the boss man junior. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Saturday night, Bristol, one of the best races of the year, one of the best NASCAR motorsports events of the year. I'm pumped. Before we do get into cup, I just want to say that. Big shout out to Justin Allgaier because th this is the the first time he's actually been able to get this done, right? This is his first win at Bristol? No, second. He won with Team Penske back in 2009 or 2010 and then has led like 80 billion laps and has just been so close and snake bitten by so many different things. Because you remember we were down on pit road with him. That's exactly what I was about to say. This yeah. Time, we're sitting down there on pit road. He walked Speedy. up in the middle of doing the DFS preview show. That was one of the greatest DFS preview shows ever recorded. Uh, you can find that on the Garage Guys betting channel. Uh, it was uh, – it, so it's good. I never got those toe shoes either that he told me I needed to buy because of that random bet we did. So I feel like now I really need to, like, go hit the Wish app and get me some of them toe shoes. It'll take, like, you know, a month and a half for it to get here, but it, it'll be worth it. Yeah. So I definitely want to say that. But, yeah, the cup race coming up. So I'll uh, I, I'll just start off by saying this much. Uh, Kyle Larson, I he's going to the back of the field. You know, they said he was fastest in practice. I looked at lap averages, you know, for, for a little bit, yeah. But he's plus 650 uh, now that I'm seeing, I think is the best line that's currently on him. And – I, I'm a little sad about it because I think that it should be longer. Do you agree or disagree? 
Yeah, but you got to consider that the books know that or Vegas knows like how good Larson is, not just in general, but at Bristol. And they know if they if they lift that line up to eight to one or nine to one, everybody's going to hammer it. So they're just play. It's it's typical playing hardball. So I I don't know if I want to bet on that. Um, it's tough. I I didn't know if I was going to be on Larson to begin with, and if this race goes similarly to how it went last year, very tough to pass. I mean, it's not going to be like the Xfinity Series. Going to be kind of like the trucks, but dirty air is going to be more of a problem, I would think. So I don't know. I think. I'm not going to go with Kyle Larson at this point. And at the time that we're recording this podcast, by the way, all we have is Canby, Caesars, and DraftKings. Uh, Bet365 also has odds up. And there may be a couple of Vegas books like Westgate that have odds. But anything that we typically use, these are the three books we're looking at. And we don't have variety yet. We only have outrights, top threes, and a few matchups. So I want to see if any other book gives us something better on Larson. I doubt it. I doubt they do, but FanDuel um, like I could see FanDuel doing like seven to one, uh possibly. I don't know. It just gets to this point where they all kind of start copying each other after the first few drop, right? Like it's like it never a new book doesn't drop anything better. Typically if that does happen, it's Barcel Sportsbook. Like they have been giving a lot better and not all the time, but Oftentimes recently, I've some of the best lines and a lot of the lines you've seen on my betting cards have been on the Barcelona Sportsbook app that I feel like no one uses anymore after it's announced it's going to be ESPN bet. Yeah, so. I don't use it anymore. I, I rarely look at it. I've been heavy on, you know, the Caesars and FanDuel for quite some time. Just got uh, just renewed my uh, my my marriage, I guess, with DraftKings. No longer divorced from DraftKings. Uh, trucks DFS has been killing me, but the, the odds on DK that I was looking at, I, I was figuring like we would at least have, you know, something that would be you know pretty nice, but bet rivers actually ended up being the book that I got my first two outrights for this race on. Um, I'm currently on, I was on Kevin Harvick earlier in the week. That is the one bet I have on DK. I got him at 14 to one. Um, and I think that right now, when you go look on DK, he's 18 to one. So you can, you get, can get 20 to one on bet rivers. There you go. So it, it's a good, it was good. If you waited, you know, me, I went, you know, a little bit more with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and call my shot now. Uh, and then probably should have realized the qualifying wasn't going to be as great, but it was just tough to tell because of what happened last year. But one thing I will say is that with Bet Rivers, the odds that they currently have up after looking at some lap average data, um, I I feel good about the first two that I've taken post practice and qualifying, which are William Byron eight to one and Chris Busher eighteen to one. So those were the two books I saw those drivers the longest. I like what I saw out of Byron. I like uh, the looking at the lap averages as it continues. Like it seems like. He's going to be one of the guys that are contending. He's going for his first win at this track. He finished third here last year. I think that he's got that juice. Jeff Gordon's been standing by him a lot more, you know, and like anytime Jeff Gordon's standing by you, you know, that that's a good sign. You know, he could be standing by Kyle Larson. He's not. He's standing by William Byron. So 
I like that one. And then the Chris Busher one uh, as well, like he definitely had, uh, we don't really know, I guess, if he had fall off or not. He kind of got off of the track pretty early. I think he recorded like a five lap average. And I think that he dropped off. Uh, he didn't really have a 10 lap average or, or higher. So with that, when I'm looking at that right there, typically you and I have both talked about this before too. The fact that sometimes when a driver won't even go the distance, they just know that they got that motherfucking car. And so I, I had to just say, fuck it. He won here last year. A lot of people are looking at Brad K. Like Brad K was like eight to one. He's like eight, uh, eight, eight and a half to one on DK. But I love that Busher line. He's 16 to one pretty much everywhere else. But Bet Rivers had him at 18 to one. But that's the first two outrights that I've taken. That's the, the only two that I've really taken. So far. Yeah. So many difficult things about this, too, because I, we talked on Monday and on Dale Center reiterated the fact that you don't have a great sample for this racetrack. You're running an intermediate or a package that we use on the intermediate tracks on a big bowl short track. That's part A. Part B, we got this new tire compound on the right sides. Don't know what it's going to be. Um, hopefully we see some fall off. If not, no one will be able to pass. It'll be like a, a Martinsville, but everybody's riding on the wall, you know, because the track is like really high banking. So it's just wall riding Martinsville. Mm -hmm. If that is the case, tire roulette, do we see tire explosions like we did last year? Do we see power steering issues like we saw last year? And all this data we were seeing in practice was in a totally different condition than we're going to race in or at least finish in tomorrow night and have the bulk of the race in tomorrow night. Or by the time you're listening to this, it'll be tonight. So, um, there's so many curveballs here when trying to trying to cap this, but I agree with you on William Byron. That was a guy I was leaning towards, but I also think that the Hendrick camp looks good. I think the whole Hendrick camp who throughout most of this race last year was not great. Now they did get there at the end after just a plethora of issues with power steering cars, breaking apart uh, and then tires, of course, but it seems like they've unloaded with speed. I mean, Alex Bowman's up there with Chase and Byron. I think Kyle Larson, if you watch that practice session, he had a moment. And when he was on one of his longer runs, he had a moment where he really slipped up and lost a lot of time. So I think when you look at these averages, I'm immediately thinking about one of those laps where he slipped up. And he, he that's probably what explains him going from first and five lap averages to ninth and 10 lap averages because he had a moment where he had to check up and it completely killed his average for that entire green flag run. Yeah. But I'm going to lean towards Chase Elliott here. I said at the beginning of the week, there's going to be one of these two guys that's going to win this race this weekend. And I've said it every single live. I've done, I think, six live streams this week now with iRacing and Dale, Dale Center. And uh, fuck, you can throw these podcasts in there as well. But Every opportunity I've had to talk about it where someone's asked me, one of two guys is going to win this race. I'm sticking with it. Christopher Bell or Chase Elliott. Now, I gambled with what we said on Monday uh, or Tuesday. Going to wait till practice and qualifying. I don't think we're going to see a lot of dramatic line movement. While I did cash in at a Christopher Bell ticket at plus 850, which is what he was trending around as an outright before practice and qualifying, now we're looking at plus 650. Um, hopefully, I'm going to scan hard once everything drops and see if you can find some kind of profit boost. Maybe you, you get them back to 8-1, to one, maybe 9-1. to one. 
and we'll see what some of these other books do. But I'm going to be betting on Christopher Bell, whether it's six to one or nine to one. And then Chase Elliott, who most of the week was around 10 to one, nine to one ish. Uh, I'm going to take him around 12 to one or 13 to one. We'll see. Once again, I'm going to wait and see what these other books do. But Bet Rivers and Caesars right now are listing Chase Elliott at 12 to one. And when you look at the data, the car is good. As I said, Hendrick is good. You talk about William Byron. I think William Byron is a great bet considering the year he's had. He said the car felt really good in practice. He qualified well. He's got the best pick crew. I think Chase Elliott riding some momentum has had a lot of good finishes recently. Has a good car. I think the speed is there in that nine car. And there's arguably not been anybody as close to winning a points race at Bristol than Chase Elliott. Got to think about everything with 2021 when he was battling with Harvick for the win. Rest is history there with the flat tire helping Larson win. He won an all-star race here back in 2020 with the fucked up numbers. He almost won another race here where he and Joey Logano got together. I think that was also in 2020. And then he finished second in this race last year in the Hooters car. So Chase Elliott has been knocking on the door of a Bristol win, in particular a Bristol night race win. And I think is a good bet at twelve to one. I'd probably bet him down at ten to one. And who knows when other, when these other books drop, scan them all. You might be able to find thirteen to one or fourteen to one. And I'm kind of confused that he went up just because he qualified well. If there's been a kryptonite, really over the past couple of years with Chase Elliott, it's been qualifying, and they're they've got the track position, so they're in a good spot to start the race and. It appears they have a good race car like their teammates. So love Chase Elliott sitting at 12 to one. Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. I know a lot of people are riding that momentum. And I mean, we've, you know, we've both talked about it. I've talked about it um, and, and and said too that like, I, I've got to, you've got to bank on him to be like probably the first non-playoff guy to rip off a win. And so I think that it could be a good time to bet him. I don't mind those numbers. I just know as of right now, uh, it could very well change. That's why it's important to make sure that you are following uh, me on Action Network. Make sure you're following Dale on Action Network. You're going to be able to see our bets uh, before the race tomorrow. Um, and also, you know, be sure to be there on playback.tv slash garage guys. That's where we'll be sweating them out. I've uh, been having some fun on there. And I was wanting to kind of bring up a couple of other deals too, like talking about some some potential fades that I feel like a lot of people are going to go heavy on. So it, for people that really trust the the lap data, uh, you know, the, the, the data that we have and the lap averages, when you're really looking at those this week, Ty Gibbs looks fucking amazing. Ty Gibbs is like that dude. When you go to look into the 5, 10, 15, 20 lap averages, like the fall off just isn't really there that much. So I feel like a lot of people, you know, may look to slap a little bit of money on that. So for me personally, I feel like it could be a trap just because I don't really know. Like if I have this weird feeling with him, I know he's a good race car driver, but I just have this very strange feeling that like he's just like he's not ready for it yet. But then I also had the thought earlier, like, it would be like like what a moment it would be if like it's like a battle 
going down between like him and William Byron and he just straight up Dale Senior Terry Labonte's the fuck out of him and then he wins and it's just like that moment repeated. It's like you don't want that to be Ty Gibbs, but like I could see some shit like that going down. He's done it before, you know. But he's eighteen to one right now on DraftKings. Uh when you look over at Bet Rivers, you can grab him at twenty to one. And then on Caesars, I want to say he's right at twenty to one unless he is moved as well. Uh, he is actually, yeah, he is, he's moved a little bit. So he's down to 18 to one now. So a lot of people are getting a hold of that one. Uh, I would just say, you know, sprinkle, uh, if, if you want to do it, I don't know, maybe you're completely confident. Maybe you're a fan. The other one I was going to talk about that I feel like could be a trick would be, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Again, Martin Truex has got his back against the wall, especially after last week. But we did talk about this on Monday. I said I, I can definitely see him qualifying well. And I don't think it was Monday. I think it was Tuesday that we dropped the show. But I could see him like kind of having a good little bounce back qualifying well. You and I both did those little um, the Caesars qualifying matchup parlays for shits and gigs. Um, I, I literally got, I got so lucky on the Hamlin-Larson one. But the uh, it was unfortunately the the fall was the Elliot and uh, the Elliot and and Brad K one. It was a bad beat on my end, not on your end though. You did well there, Dale. Um, and then I had the I think it was the Reddick, uh, and I can't remember who he was over. Dude, I I'll be honest with you, I didn't even submit that parlay. I didn't that, even do it. That sucks, man. That's terrible. Um, but. I was reading a thing on uh, Jeff Gluck's Twitter. He was like talking with Martin Truex and they had asked him, he had asked him a question or something like that. It was basically him saying that like, you know, if I got to get violent or if I got to get aggressive, I'll get aggressive. If I got to get violent, I'll get violent. Like I got to do what I got to do. Like he, so he's got that mentality coming into this race this weekend. It's just that we all know that the record isn't really there for him, but he does have a good qualifying spot. So I feel like maybe more casual betters coming in. They, they would see that if they're coming in, they're betting some football, they're trying to do some parlays. He's at like 12 to one on uh Caesars right now. Martin Trex jr. Is 12 to one on bet rivers and on DraftKings, He is 11 to one. So I, I just want to let it be known here. I think it could be a bit of a trap. I don't think that's really news to anybody that regularly listens to this show, but could be so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna live by the track record he's never won here he's never been great here uh overall his results here are not great when you look at what martin's done in 2023 he's been winning at tracks that he typically would win at right a new hampshire a dover where else did he win did he short win track uh, boy. he went from being an intermediate boy to a short track boy and it's like he can only do one thing at a time what was his third one i know he won the clash which is you know Whatever the clash is, the clash is similar to some short track characteristic stuff. Um, wait, you bet on him at the clash? I did. I said you can bet on it. You can. It's oh, definitely, oh. it matters. You can bet on it. Where did Truex? I'm just trying to find. Let's see. Truex won New Hampshire. He won Almost. Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, Truex has been winning and performing well at tracks that he typically wins and per- performs well at. And this is not one of those. I could definitely see a top ten, maybe a top five. But I think based upon his situation and based upon where we're at, I actually think he's kind of overpriced. Um, I, I'm not going to bet it. I wouldn't bet Truex, but he might be priced kind of appropriately just because the books are saying he's the regular season champ. 
He's been the top dog for the most part this year, so I guess it could be appropriately priced. But when we look at the track record, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's a total trap. And and to look at the qualifying thing, too. I don't think it's a trap, though. Like, I think it's – it could. I don't, I don't see how it's a trap. It's leading. That, maybe that's a better word to, to more of the, the people, like the casual, the casual. It would be a trap if he was at like seven to one or six to one. That yeah. would be a trap, I think. I'm looking here uh, on this on this record, him at Bristol. I mean, he, he's gotten a couple of poles here, uh, but just never got the finish. So he's definitely had a faster car. So nothing really new there. But yeah, I, I'm with you on the overpriced part. Um, and that was just kind of like two little things I wanted to give out as far as, uh, as far as everything else goes, I don't, I, I don't personally feel like getting too wild this weekend with this, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to execute. I'm here to, uh, to continue the, the road to, you know, getting them bags and I will definitely have some prop bets. I will say that. So right now I got these two outrights. I, I'm I'm flirting with Chase Elliott on adding him possibly. Um, maybe I'll throw down one more. I might do a total of five outrights for this race. Uh, so maybe two more outrights added uh, by by race time tomorrow. Definitely we'll have top ten bets. Uh, definitely we'll be looking into matchups as well. So that's why I'll tell you again. Make sure you're following us on Action Network. Uh, if you need a link, just just. Find a way to get us on social media and, and get it. Uh, but that's uh that's really all I have for uh for this kind of looking over this stuff right now. I know Denny Hamlin's going to be your favorite. Um, it, it's just it really is like you said. It's going to be hard to pass. I don't really expect to see a bunch of chaos here. I really don't expect to see uh the tire issue like most people talk about. But one thing that I am going to just bring up is the fact that we there may be some rain maybe a little rain oh so god I it know. could unfortunately you know drag this race out a little bit there would be nothing more unappealing to me than to watch the bristol night race at like 12 o'clock in the day if it drags out to monday because what i'm hearing is it's got potential to drag out to monday yeah, I, I think um, I'm just going to talk about bets. I, I'm so sick of the weather deal. Um, I think I'm going to be on the Chris Buescher bet. It's kind of weird. I was thinking the same two guys. Um, real quick with William Byron, I think he's worth it at 7-1, to one, maybe 6-1 to one as well if you if you see some movement there. But when we consider the track position deal, hard to pass, William Byron – has the biggest difference maker or the best difference maker in NASCAR in the cup series right now, which is the best pit crew. His pit crew always gets him out in front. I think that's a huge asset in a race like this huge asset uh, for, for Bristol with where we're at with this aero package and how we're expecting the track to race with this race car. So I love that. And I do also like Chris Buescher, just because of the momentum he's been on, the momentum he's carried, he's been good everywhere. I know last week he blew a tire at Kansas, but most of the time over the past eight to seven to eight races, he's been so good. 
I I did not expect him, and I guess because he qualified twentieth is why. But they've got speed in that race car. If they are able to pass and get some track position, yeah, Chris Busher is going to be there for sure. Going to be there. I think eighteen to one is a good bet for Chris Busher along with William Byron. Um, I kind of hate that we're doing this when, and, and it's it's not our fault. I'm actually shocked that at the time of us recording this, we don't have top fives and top tens. Um, I think there's going to be some opportunity there with some potential calamity. So I um, I hate that. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now with just our outrights. I don't really – I don't feel like playing with any of these top threes that DraftKings has. I mean, that's the only only prop I see uh, other than some of these matchups, which also – no desire to play with any matchups because of the all the uncertainties that are ahead on Saturday night. Very true. So I will say this much: since we are, this is where we're at right now. This is the reality, guys. You know, I do a uh, DFS space, a NASCAR DFS space on race days. Twitter at Garage Guy Chase, uh, Dale. You're more than welcome to join. You know, that might be a good spot for us. We usually do talk about bets in that space as well. So. If you are on uh, Twitter or X or Elon's app, whatever you want to call it, if you're on there, uh, make sure you're following. It's at Garage Guy Chase, and I will have that space up at some point tomorrow, depending on how the day shakes out. It will definitely be a couple of hours before the race. We will be talking some DFS, but we will definitely be talking some betting as well. I know a lot of you have questions that do join those that space week in, week out. Y'all have questions. Y'all, we talk about bets. So... That might be a great resource because of what these books are currently handing us. So I have, uh, out. I got one more bet. Talking about the Hendrick guys, man. I mean, um, it's almost like we, we basically have talked about all four of them now after this. I think Alex Bowman, 50 to 1, 55 to 1 on DK, 12 to 1 top three. That's got to be worth something, dude. That's got to be worth something. This just has a feel. You know, Alex Bowman just at some point always sneaks up and wins something. This just has a feel for some reason. I don't know why, but I just have this feeling this could be that race that he sneaks up and wins. Maybe, and maybe even if he has to do with the fact that we broke the Chicagoland news, like I broke that today. So maybe it's because he's won Chicagoland. Maybe that's maybe that's flirting around. Maybe there's some energy there. I guess. Who knows? But. And he's not, he hasn't been great at Bristol either, right? Like, not a lot of good finishes. He's had a few top tens, a couple top fives, but not really a factor in winning uh, since he's joined Hendrick Motorsports. But Hendrick's fast. And honestly, if this price was, was lower, maybe it wouldn't be as appealing. But once again, we've talked about this in the past. It seems like the books have just given up on Alex Bowman. They have given up on a guy that's in a Hendrick Motorsports race car, has won races uh, in each of the past, what, three years? He always sneaks up and does this. So I think Alex Bowman at 55 to 1 and 12 to 1 for a top three, you might be able to get like a 6 to 1, 7 to 1 top five. Keep an eye on that. I think that's a good bet. I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna have something here on Alex Bowman. I just I just have that feeling. A Hendrick Motorsports car sitting around sixty to one is just crazy to me. I just don't think I can pass it up. It might be eye candy. Fuck it. Uh, it, it might be a crazy race. So 
I think I'll be on that. And I'll go ahead and say before you round this off, um, I'll be on Sirius XM with Pete Pistoni at 10 30 or 11 30 a.m. Eastern time, right before college football starts to talk some more NASCAR bets. So you're going to hear this. You're going to hear a few of these, but hopefully we've got some more lines out that we can, that we can dig into with some top five, some top tens, maybe a matchup that sticks out. Some manufacturer bets, always something I like to do. Maybe some stage bets. You know, I love the stage bets. So be sure to tune into that Sirius XM NASCAR channel 90 and enjoy the race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can make it a profitable one. So there you have it. You have two places tomorrow to go and listen. Now you have, you have, you have more than enough instruction uh, and you, you will not miss any of them. You just, you do those two things, XM radio, Dale, NASCAR Twitter space, me, you got both of, uh, both the boys ready to make some noise It's Bristol. I'm sad. We're not there. Uh, I really reflected upon it earlier today. We've been there like the last two years, every race, it's become kind of like a home away from home. You don't really realize how much you miss that place until you're away from it, watching it on a television. It feels wrong watching it on TV. If you've never been to Bristol, I highly recommend that everybody listening to this go. Get tickets, get in the Discord, let us know when you're going. It's always a good time. we got a lot of guys out there this weekend having a uh, really fun time. So, yeah, the Discord is free. Never forget that. And uh, just to let you know one more time, make sure that you are following us at Garage Guy Chase, at Dale Tanhart, and at Garage Guys FS collectively on the X app. And then also make sure that you uh, follow at Garage Guys Racing on all other social media apps for the brand account. And uh, with that, we also have a new YouTube channel. I would uh, I would be very happy. If you went and subscribed to that, support the guys. Uh, this new channel has got the Garage Guys Report, which is my new show that I'm doing every week. Uh, also, uh, just dropped only Dale's. So it'll be a short video segment kind of covering some topics that Dale is going to be looking into. Shorts, driver interviews, all that other stuff is coming very soon. Make sure you do that and support. And, uh, and other than that, just keep doing what you're fucking doing. Keep listening to this show. Keep being a, an amazing person. Keep winning money. Just keep being a winner at life. And uh, it's Bristol Night Race Weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Godspeed.